five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth Beer and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer stuff from the previous <laughs> that is, week. That is an apt description. Uh, and then we give our version of the truth of how those podcasts went, and hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> we get together every week at a podcast host, and today we are back at Higher Gravity Summit Park. And thank you, Higher Gravity, for being a gracious podcast host. Now, I am Marco. I'm a taproom manager here locally. And the other voice that maybe you heard or are about to hear, that other voice you heard belongs to the best co-host in Podcastlandia. I am Julia, and I like to, to drag my boyfriend on to long walks through Summit Park with beer. All the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone. They do not reflect any entity which we may be affiliated with, such as Higher Gravity or our full-time jobs. That being said, Julia, no craft beer podcast would be a good craft beer podcast if we weren't having a beverage of some sort. That's true. Uh, ladies first, what you drinking? I am drinking Liquid Harmony from Third Eye Brewing. It is an amber ale and or amber lager, I guess. Kind of, you know, same, not the same. And it is absolutely delicious. I am enjoying it a lot. Uh, how about you? What are you enjoying for, I think, the first time ever? It is the first time. I am, I'm having Tiktaalik. I would say Tiktaalik. Tiktaalik. I could be wrong, though. but From Rheingeist. It's a cold uh, double IPA. Excellent. And it's pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Um, and then uh, we did see that the Gnarly Gnome has been distracted it's by true. a huge shiny thing yep. uh, that is what looks like an Irish pub. <laughs> so hopefully he's uh, going to be uh, enjoying himself. Yes. So and, we'll uh, see if he lets us down tonight or uh, or not. Yeah. 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 Either way. You know, he's <laughs> gonna he's go doing gnome things. A, it's fine. Go down in it's a fine. blaze of glory. <laughs> he's going to get banned from a third bar. Could be. Could be. Could be. <laughs> We will find out, and when he does, we'll let you know all about it. Yes, we'll it. let you know all about it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Before we get started into the podcast, I did want to give everyone a, a bit of a heads up. Our calendar episodes over the next couple weeks, uh, you'll stop seeing them on this main feed. We are moving them to their own podcast feed, so if you want to know about all the calendar episode, or episodes, all the calendar events going on, Cincinnati beer-related events, follow Cincy Beer Events. It should be on every single podcast platform. If I miss something, let me know. But we figure the people that want to hear the calendar stuff may not be the same people that want to hear the podcast recaps and vice versa. So we're splitting them out, making them their own thing. So Cincy Beer Events, that is the new podcast uh, feed to get all of your Cincinnati beer event news and information from uh, other than that it's going to be the exact same calendar episode that we put in week in and week out uh, the point fives were always designed to be little bonuses little extras not kind of their own calendar uh, very distinguished show right it, it was essentially that it was supposed to be a one-off mm -hmm. and then we made it a regular thing for two years right uh, and with making it a point five for truth beer pod 
it wasn't always that easy if you just wanted to look up Cincy beer events. Right. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't show up in right. in that sort of algorithm, so to speak. And now, mm-hmm. hopefully, it'll be much easier because really, we do this for you. Uh, hopefully, it'll be much easier for you to find Cincy beer events. Mm-hmm. By just looking for Cincy, Cincy beer, beer events. events. Right. And hopefully that is a way of making it easier for that uh, essentially a spinoff podcast yeah. to be yeah. useful right. to those who are looking for that information. Right. And plus that way we won't feel that we have to be quite as rushed with it every week to just say, let's try to keep this short, sweet, to the point. We're still going to do that. It's still going to be a, a very just, you know, reading off the events podcast but we'll feel like we have a little more freedom to make a couple jokes along the way about how we cannot say an event properly the first second third fourth or even fifth time in a row jokes about some of the the things that are going on uh, instead of it just being let's try to speed read through these 27 pages of events happening on October 28th as quickly as we can it gives us a little more breathing room uh, as well as again separates two completely separate uh, uh, podcasts, really. Yeah. Yeah. So now the point fives, uh, pretty soon, going forward, are going to. They'll actually just be bonus just be content. bonus content. Yeah. yeah. When we when we put those out. So. Also, I, something that we never discussed, but I mean, with having our own podcast for Cincy Beer events, who knows? You may end up seeing people that are representative of those events. Maybe talking to us. Right. You never know. Right. And if you are somebody who's involved with a brewery and wants to talk about your special beer event, not your trivia night or, you know. Unless something. you're a brewery of the week. Unless you're a brewery of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, let, it, you know, let us let know. Us know. Yeah, we will be happy to shout out and promote you guys uh, in any way that we can. All right, let's talk about some some beer, Cincinnati craft beer media that you and I both hopefully consumed over the past week. Uh, we have a very quick recap of this week's Beers and Beards podcast, episode 138. I thought it was Beards and Beers. I thought it was Mustaches and Galashes. I don't know. That didn't really work. <laughs> mustaches and Galashes. I don't know. I don't know. We're starting off great already, but uh, just real brief recap on that. Um, we have episode 121 of the Crap Parenting Podcast. Yeah. We have this week's Bruce Guys Bruce News YouTube show. Mm-hmm. The problem with problematic, problematic drinking. drinking. Yes. Yes. Very, very apropos title. I may or may not have a game that I might try Ooh. to... Uh, to toss into it. Still, still a work in progress. We'll see. Today may be the beta. And then we have two gnome shows. We have Cincy Brewcast at Big Sis Live. Yeah. And then we have the weekly pint uh, where he is upset at the temperature of his house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, mm, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to yeah it. we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, what do you say we start from potentially shortest to longest recap? Sure. All right. <clears throat> Beers and beards, or beards and beers, or mustaches and galashes. Who knows what in the world the podcast is going to be called next week. Episode 138, Braxton Brewing Opera Cream Stout. Uh, As is with what is typical of their episodes, it's more Gary and David just having a drink, you know, virtually, virtual happy hour for the two of them while they talk about everything under the sun. This week they talked about, uh, you know, there was a lot of trailer talk. If, you know, you know, you know. Kelsey and Swift trailer is going to be like their celebrity name oh okay. yeah yeah i mean 
I don't know. Why not? It's got to be something, right? Trailer. Trailer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, but whatever. Let, I don't let, care. let people, people do what they do. Trailers? Uh, they gave the top 10 best-selling bourbons on Drizzly in 2022. Okay. Which I didn't realize was it like I knew about Drizzly, but I guess I didn't realize that they also did, you know, bourbon, but all right. So that was it's an alcohol not, not delivery an entire, app. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. And they didn't get the full list. It was just, can you guess what were the top ones on there? So I'm not going to spoil it for you. Listen, if that's something that interests you. Uh, Gary drank and talked about Old Fitzgerald Bottled in Bond Bourbon. That is a hell of a name to try to say. Yeah. But I think I did it all right. And then they Old started. Old Fitzy. Old Fitzy. Is that what it's, is that how you yeah. You say it? If you're like in. Yeah. Okay. Or I asked for a Fitz Magic. See. Uh, no. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. The commercials with him are just awkward. Because he's awkward. Because he's, he's old and stuff now. I don't know. You're going to be doing that all night, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so the talk about Braxton's Opera Cream Stout started at about the 29-minute, 30-second mark, and then went So you through. went in 30 minutes of that? Yes. There was 30, mi- 30 minutes of just them talking and, and having a good conversation good. before they got to good, the good. beer, the Cincinnati beer that we're we, interested we in. Listen. Yes. Uh, it's a collaboration beer. We've been over this before on right. the Weekly Pint. I say, say we. Gnomes discuss it before on the Weekly Pint. We've just talked about Gnome talking about it. It's a collaboration beer with the Bon Bonnery. And apparently it pairs well with Cake's song, Opera Singer. They do like to pair what they're drinking with a song that they feel embodies the, the beverage, the bourbon, the whiskey, the beer. Do you and think, this is a good one. Do you one. think producer Ben over there has any opera in his repertoire? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. He has to. He's an entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to know all the things. Uh, David was at Great American Beer Fest, so he talked a little bit about that, uh, about the beer he drank, about oh, what he tried to find. Went to GABF. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, talked a bit about Kelly Montgomery and Third Eye and all the awards that they brought home, which is pretty spectacular. And then he talked a bit about Molson Coors refreshing the branding of Blue Moon, and they'll also be introducing a non-alcoholic version. So as we talked about last week, because the branding changes, everyone knows that the beer's going to taste completely different. Completely different. Even if they didn't touch anything at all with the recipe, the process. It's going to say like the old uh, fat tire. Oh. Which isn't Belgian at all. No. Except for the fact that New Belgium started because... The guy who founded it went to Belgium, loved Belgian beers, and brought, just said, I need brought Belgium yeast back. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. No. All right. But amber ale is not Belgian. I thought I was drinking an authentic Belgian beer. Yeah. No. Hmm. Hmm. Once again, I am disappointed. Once again, I am extremely disappointed. I hit the right button that time. Good job. First time. I am doing great. Good job. Uh, that's all that I had on that episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to toss in? Again, shorter recap because no, I was going to cover the last really... thing, but you did. Oh shoot, I'm sorry. No, it's good. I'm sorry. You're we should have we should have synced synced that better. That's all right. All right. Um, well, let's take a real quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about Craft Parenting Pod. Sounds good. Brews news, Cincy Brewcast, and the Weekly Pint. All right. <laughs> No, 
no one knows who's supposed to start talking when we're now that we are back, back. from that uh, that brief break. Uh, so let's just jump right on into it because we've already made this incredibly awkward. That's fine. Craft Parenting Pod. Yeah. All right. Episode one twenty one. It's fall, y'all, and mystery beers from the back of the fridge. You watched this episode. I listened to the episode. I did watch. Uh, how we, both, was, we both got notifications. Yes, yes, of absolutely. the fact that they were going live right in the middle of a Saturday. <laughs> uh, which I mean, as they do. Yeah. Uh, which know. I mean, they do it when they're able to, when the kids are taking a nap and all that. Yeah. So that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I was up, I was actually up here at Summit Park at uh, at Brew Ash doing the the beer run and then kind of hanging out for a bit after the fact. It was absolutely fantastic. I was in the middle of a busy work day. Uh, let's see. So they drank. I'm gonna kind of blend the two beers that they had together because there wasn't a ton of beer talk. It was more about the trials and tribulations of their refrigerator yeah, the and what was going on there. So they were drinking two beers from Urban, Urban, Urban Harvest Brewing. They were leftover beers that I just didn't want to take home with me from when we were there for their 100th episode. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. That was a bit ago. It was a bit ago, but it sounds like the beer still held up pretty well. They were from the 2021 Black Friday release, I believe. They, okay. were, they were brought to me from uh, from a former co-worker that I worked with. Uh, he visited down from Wisconsin, brought some beers, and uh, just sharing the love. Just sharing it out with uh, everyone else and cleaning out our our refrigerator by sticking them in Joe and Caroline's refrigerator. <coughs> Uh, Joe started off the episode by saying that he had to pee. I don't know if he ever gotten that taken care of. Did he Did he leave the, the video stream? Because I know audio-wise, he could have stepped away, come back, and I'd never know. Due he to didn't the magic leave. of edit, he never left? Nope. All right, so he powered through the pee and plan for the entire episode. Good on him. Yeah, at least in the video that was put out, you know, at, at the... the current final version so did you so you didn't watch it that's right you you weren't able to watch it live no. you saw after the repost apparently they had some audio issues so they had to take the original video down re-edit the audio and, and push it back in and how did that how that work out everything sound and look okay how was there because i know they were blaming their av guy on social media yeah. saying yeah they were that blaming he the AV to do guy. better well i mean he should have been keeping an eye on those things not gonna lie that was caroline <laughs> Caroline's the AB guy. Yeah. Speaking of Caroline, she is working on Stein and Mug koozies. Yeah. So if you are interested in one, reach out to her and bug the hell out of her to get one. Otherwise, you're going to have to buy uh, the the remnants of what they lost at Oktoberfest, the Donna Schwab in Oktoberfest, from eBay. Someone, someone stole theirs. Yeah. And they're trying to resell it on eBay for, like, thousands of dollars. They labeled it... Stein Cousy from the Michael Jackson of German dancing. I mean, that does make it worth a lot. I think it does. You know what I mean? It, it definitely increases the value. So, so Caroline, if we here's throw an idea out a bid for and, you. And lose, that's okay. Yeah, maybe we should though. Maybe we should try to bid on it, or or do that thing that. Or maybe we're the ones that posted it. Mm, not gonna say we're not. Not gonna say we are. But that is a really good point. <sighs> When, when Caroline finishes, finishes her prototypes and, and has the final product ready, it should come with a tag with, like, the Michael Jackson shoes. Yeah. And just, like, signed on the back, like, signed by the Michael Jackson of German Dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could easily upcharge 20 30 bucks per 
just for that signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll take a 10% cut. And the cut. tag could be one of Joe's tiny hands. Yeah, right, because his hands are about, you know, little price tag size. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, they talked about Gnome's Oktoberfest quest and how they're so excited for the finale. I mean, I'm excited for the finale. I'm excited. So it'll be great for everyone, hopefully, to be able to get together for that. For the finally. The finally, yeah. The finally countdown. Uh, the Donna Schwabens Oktoberfest. They had so many, so more, so many more. I don't know how to order these words. They had a lot of macro beers this year, she said. Mm-hmm. But they did not have Bud Light. No, they so, didn't. for whatever reason, good on them, whether it was intentional or not. I just want to say that uh, whoever made those decisions, I applaud them. It's one way to sell less craft beer, though. Mm, true. But here's well, here's my question on that. I know that it's all German beers, some macro beers, but are the German beers that they bring in for that considered craft, or are they just considered like macro imports? Like, how does how does that work as far as do you call it craft or macro? I don't know. Let's ask Joe. Joe, are Joe? you here? Yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> what? Is that, what? All you, is that all you got, Joe? Where did he come from? <laughs> I don't know. Because, um, I mean, for some, for a guy with such tiny hands, he is a very tall gentleman. He is a tall like, guy. He, he, is, he is a very tall guy. It's not guy. like he can hide. No, that's why I'm like, where in the world did he come from? And where did where did he come from? Where did he go? Where, <laughs> where did he come from? Tiny hand Joe? Tiny hands, Joe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I apologize for nothing. Uh, <laughs> shots are always involved when it comes to Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know that, but okay, good. Oh, my God. Sounds were, good. And they were like, yeah, you know, I, I actually paid for most of mine. And it's just like, it, it, at that point, it doesn't matter. Just shots are being involved at, Oct- pay, at, at, at Oktoberfest. Good mine. Lord. Oh, man. So uh, I guess the thing is, when you dance, there's a... Just a tray of shot glasses, so on when the, you're done... On the bench for the bench dance, yes. Yeah. Yes. Then you just go get your shot and... Well, do you do one boop. before or do you do it after? Do it before to get kind of the courage and the, the, the willpower to go the for first the dance? One is, the first one is after, okay. but then as you keep dancing, it's like the last one was right before you started dancing again. Mm, gotcha. So. Okay, okay. I, I missed kind of the actual flow of that in, um, in this episode. Yeah. Then they talked about part of the title of the show, Fall Y'all and Pumpkin Patches and all that good stuff. Yeah. How many trips to a pumpkin patch is too many? Because Joe and Caroline had very different opinions on this. I understand what both of them were saying, and I'm trying to figure out if there is a right answer. Do you side with Joe or Caroline on this one? And I will judge you until the end of time based on your answer. Except I won't. Uh, I I don't uh, I don't uh, let's hold on let's Caroline okay Joe okay right, I'm about okay. to flip We're a coaster, a coaster. <laughs> Caroline I side with Caroline all right so Caroline is right Joe uh, too bad sounds like you're going to be going to a lot more pumpkin patches there you this go. fall he'll be all right he'll make it he'll make it through he'll make it through just uh, just bring a big styrofoam cup with uh, a beer in it no one has to know. But don't do it until you're there and parked and out of the car. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah. And hopefully it's a <laughs> tapered styrofoam cup for your tiny hands. <laughs> so you can hold on to it with one hand instead of right. two. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was all the notes that I had for this episode, just because, again, they didn't really go in-depth too much into the beer. It was about the—we didn't talk about the trouble they were having with their refrigerator— it's funny much. because you know how kids sometimes will put a uh, kids parents will sometimes put a leash on their kids. Yes, the kids put a leash on Joe because yeah. he's got to use his two hands to hold on to his drink. <laughs> so they're like, "Don't lose Dad." <laughs> He'll just start wandering down one of the yeah. rows of pumpkins. Yeah. And the, no, 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 you got to turn around. Come back. Come back. Was, come back to look us. Look at the pumpkin. Oh, oh come, on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Did the deer eat mine, or did the deer eat the kid's pumpkin? I think it was yours. That was a sad story. Yeah. The demise of, of one of the pumpkins. Oh, Someone well. should paint a pumpkin like Ray Liotta's face, and then uh, uh, crack the top of it off, like uh, Hannibal Lecter was uh, hmm? eating his brains. Okay. In the movie. Yeah, okay. We could do that. That would make for a very good, like there are a whole lot of pumpkin carving competitions and stuff like that happening. Yeah. Not necessarily beer related, so we didn't get them to you in our like, what, 30 minute calendar episode It was 30 minutes. It was ridiculous. Um, But if you are going to enter a pumpkin carving contest, there's your idea. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, you ready to move on? <laughs> I, I, I've got, I've got absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, I, nah. you know, nah. no, not doing it. And you know what? It's so much easier to keep just one of you reined in and to try to keep this somewhat on topic. With no, mm-mm, there is no chance. We would have tried to do something else. Talk oh. about something else with a pumpkin. No, no, God, you. Mm. I didn't say it. No, but you inferred it, and that's just as bad. An inference. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Uh, what do you say we talk about uh, Bruce Guy's Booze News? Episode that dropped, or the show that dropped, or the video that dropped, whatever you want to call it. On October the 9th, 2023, the problem of problematic drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike was looking super fancy today. He had a button-up shirt. Or not today, but but in the episode, yeah. A solid color button-up shirt. Solid color button-up, right, right. Yeah. No, nothing flashy, no Almost like he had awesome a meeting pattern. before. Or a class. Or an interview. Or, oh, Mm. Or a court case. He is a lawyer. He is a lawyer. So yeah, don't think about it. No, the no, bad no, no, way. no, no, he's no, no, no. Not at all how I meant it. I meant you know he he's a lawyer. He may have had to, yeah. you know, show up to to litigate something. I don't know if defense prosecute. I don't know these things, but he was looking very svelte. And uh, good on you, Mike. Good on good on him. Uh, new episodes of the Bruce Guys podcast are coming. They're planning to release them around the same time that we are going to get Saunders Stories episode 100. That's right. So get ready for that. We're really correlated that. I know. It's amazing. Cannot wait. But they were very correct in saying that their episodes do take a lot more planning, timing, research than anything that we do. It's because they research. I know. We don't do any of that. We just... No. We just listen, and I take hastily scribbled notes we, in a notebook. We take. We take notes. Lots of notes. Lots we of both notes. take. You almost take more notes than I take. Yeah. Yeah. But they seem to match most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Every now and then, there's something different, which is cool. We both pick up on different things from these shows. That's true. Uh, they brought up the question of the day early this episode. They yeah. brought it up early and said, okay, we're going to have Mike give his answer at the end of the episode. 
question of the day. What is your go-to bevy after a long day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll give you ours at the end of the show, much like they gave theirs. Sounds good. At the end of theirs. If we remember, because sometimes that doesn't happen the way that we, that we plan things. No, sometimes, you know, life happens. There are three new countries that are hotbeds for whiskey. Can't I, I would say, Marco, can you guess what they are? But, I mean, you watched the episode. I so did I'm watch. Sure that that doesn't you know. mean I remember. <laughs> you didn't write down your notes? One of them was Israel. Yes. One of them was Israel. One was India. And the other was Peru. That's right. I, I remember would, all of that. I would be very interested to try a, a, a whiskey that was, what did they call it? Um, like desert-aged or heat-aged. Because when you have the temperatures in some of those areas, it's going to impact... Probably doesn't need to age as long. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That'd be really interesting to get a hold of some of those. They weren't saying that investing in these is a good financial move just yet. Mike hasn't pulled his money no, out of wine. Out of yet. wine, correct. But when he does, we will let you know. Oh, uh, you can absolutely. They got into the problematic drinking part of the episode, talking about underage drinking, things like that. Right, underage you, drinking mainly. You can absolutely trust Mike. When it comes to underage drinking, is what I got out of this segment. Correct. Yes. He has always been firmly involved in. Opinionated. Yes. Yes. Opinionated is the perfect phrase for that. Uh, There was an update on the Diddy Diageo debacle. Debacle. Yeah. Been a while since. Been been a a while. while. Since we've heard about that. Um, I didn't realize it was still a thing because I didn't care about it from I I also did not care about it. it. And and now that we have an update, I still still don't care. care. (laughs) But Diageo is suing Diddy. After Diddy sued Diageo. It's just a whole... And they're saying that uh, there are accusations of him uh, not being very... Uh, up front or forthcoming with some uh, some money scenarios, possibly nefarious. Um, also, uh, they are digging in and uh, basically are firmly entrenched in the fact that uh, he had been uh, trying to manipulate Diageo mm-hmm. by playing the race card for years. Right. Now... I feel like it... Go ahead. It, it, all of this is... Our interpretation of what Bruce Guys is saying, mm-hmm. which they are getting from, you know, the the their news, outlet news outlets or right, sources. Right. So this is not us in any way accusing them right. of this any is sort of behavior. Right. Everything is is alleged. Uh, I feel like at this point, like let's let's just pretend that both sides are reporting accurately what's going on. You know, allegedly they're doing this and he's doing that. Whatever. I At this point, I feel like a judge or someone just needs to step in and just say, look, you guys aren't getting along. We just need to just separate. Just, you know what? Cut your losses and just move on. What I want to know, and maybe Mike has more information on this. And one day, I mean, how about, you know, Mike, come join us next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's your if- it's, invite. Uh, these, is this thing, is this going to go to a court or is this going to go to arbitration? Mm-hmm. Um, how is this going to end up being... Uh, Finalized. Obviously, this is going to end up with a settlement of some sort. Sure. This is not going to go to a trial, I would imagine. Um, however, what does that what, mean? Because it's in the alcohol space. What actually would say state or federal 
uh, officers decide that they want to dig into and investigate any of this? Mm. Or can they settle this without any sort of uh, legal ramifications and the the ultimate finalization just be in sort of maybe some punitive damages and uh, costs, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Because I, I think that's the tricky part. You can allege someone of racism on, on, a, on a, a business front, uh, but if you're doing something nefarious with your money mm-hmm. as far as alcohol, I think uh, federally and from the state, they may want to say, oh, really? Really? We're, we're going to start looking into this right. Right. So uh, we will wait another two or three months for another update from Brad and Mike about uh, what else is going on and what other twists and turns this whole situation throws out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to hit you? No. They, okay. Well, they're going to try to parallel we're, park again. So This is great. So they, they, this did, is, so they we didn't the first time. people watch and also car wash while we're here. <laughs> I watch to make sure that no one hits my car. Although, if that means that they pay for me to get a new one, by all means. I think your car is right on the cusp of, like, if somebody does a real terrible parking job, you might get I a total. <laughs> yeah. You might. I might. Yeah. So. They, they did all right. They okay. did all right. Well, damn it. Yeah. it. I know. I know. Hey, no, when you show up here tonight, if you see my car and you don't mind your insurance rates, like, quadrupling. Yeah. Just, just, just give it a... Just give it a little nudge. Little, give my, a little... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did they talk about? Uh, the spotted lanternfly versus California... Wow. California vineyards. My words, they were not working there for a minute. I don't know why every time I go to open a new session on Chrome, I have to hear about the fucking spotted, spotted lantern, lantern fly. fly. Like, what am I going to do? If I see one, I'll kill You'll it. kill it, yeah. But I'm, all, I'm just a man. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? I what mean, am I going to do? I, I mean, guess if they're swarming whatever, like if you, if you see them, or, if, you know, you probably will only see one or two kind of thing kill them before they have a chance to lay eggs or to start destroying the crops, you know, whatever. But right, I mean, if, if I see one, I'll kill one. But I don't know that I am going to be a big player in saving our agricultural uh, industry by the number of lantern flies well, that I this. see and kill. When you do kill one at some point, mm-hmm. are you going to feel like you helped the wine industry? I am going to save every single one that I kill, and then oh. I'm going to pick one of the local wineries here, Vincolet or um, Valley Vineyards, or uh, there are a couple others as you're getting like out towards Indiana, stuff like that, and I will drive up there, and I will say, here, this this is the amount of your vineyard that I have saved. Oh, you're going to treat them like pack and tax. I'm, and I'm going to try to see if I can trade it in for a discount on a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Like pack tax. So I might not be saving it, but I am helping to save part of the world. So therefore, spotted lanternfly corpses for a discount of wine. I think it's perfect. There are people, <laughs> there are people with um, a packs of equipment that go around mm-hmm. to um, major sporting events to make sure that there's not any uh, radiation, like really? trying to pick up. Yeah, but we can't kill a fucking fly. <laughs> 
you don't understand how how crazy these flies are. Yeah, yeah. we can. There, we're being listened to and watched all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my my Facebook ads guarantee that. Yeah, we yeah. can't kill a fucking fly. I wonder how many ads I'm now going to get for like bug killing. Products. Flor- Southern Florida is going to get eaten by, by all the pythons. <laughs> yes. There's some method See? fighting an alligator on a on a street or a, a, a bridge or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But we're worried about this fucking fly. And there's a cause for worry sure, because right, of all the crops, right. which does impact not just wine. It probably could impact the beer industry as well. Uh-oh. They just spent like 10 minutes trying to parallel park behind their car, and now they're leaving. And they said, fuck it. They're just like, they were good. They were they were in the spot. They, it was fine, and now they're like, nah. Well, they probably came up to the door. They looked in like, oh, damn it, it's a bar. <laughs> and they left. I'm like, I don't know what you thought this was. Because the big beer sign out front. I don't know. What, you, what did you think higher gravity was? Were you buying concrete? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> just trying to buy some spotted lantern fly repellent. repellent? <laughs> like, what are you doing? No, it's a it's a it's it's a bar and bottle shop. Oh man! Speaking of bars and bottle shops, how many bars are there in Antarctica, and how many have stopped selling alcohol? There's one more than I thought. Agreed. There's one more Agreed. than I thought, and I kind of am not surprised by the strange timing things as far as timing. I'm not surprised about the allotment situation. I think the allotment situation has more to do with how they actually get in supplies Mm -hmm. versus to control the drinking public. Right. I would agree with that. But I think the larger thing is a much more serious topic, which is a um, a systemic issue with um, creating a culture that is not um, punitive enough to people who... Uh, are preying on um, people. Just other people, right. Just other people. Right. And so, you know, I... I, With the only information on this topic being what Brett and Mike have discussed, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't get on a soapbox and hurl my thoughts and opinions to a extremely vigorous degree Mm -hmm. other than to say don't violate anybody absolutely i I think i think i can say that without you know any anybody misunderstanding that you should not just consent period correct just period right if no is no yeah and and that's it yep 100 percent. i am with you and that could be a whole other, like, entire show worth of discussion about where does the actual root cause of some of that lie. But I agree with, with Mike and Brett, the root cause of that social dysfunction. The root cause is not alcohol. Alcohol may not help a situation, but that's not, no. that's not the driving factor of it at all. No. Uh, moving on to... Other topics. Um, are we headed towards prohibition point two? Not two point but prohibition point two. So like a mini prohibition. I think this movement is going to continue to gain traction. The, the, and it, what I what I want to say is that people who want to have non-alcoholic offerings are people who want to 
uh, have less spirits or, you know, be zero alcohol. That's fine. Mm-hmm. People coming on and wanting to be loud mouthpieces for the um, banning or abolishment of alcohol, mm-hmm. I think is not going to gain very much traction. I think it's going to be far more sneakier than that. It's going to be um, an increase in the notice and proliferation of uh, low to zero alcohol drinks. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be this sort of this sort of opposite or, or similar to the Just Say No campaign mm-hmm. where um, you know, that, that's just going to bubble up. Well, or kind of what Brett was saying, taxes. Like you get the right lobbyist groups, you get the right you know things politically that happen, and all of a sudden places that sell alcohol are being taxed way more than they were in the past, causing inflation of prices, meaning people are less likely or less able to buy spirits, beer, what have you. And that's terrible because... For such a long time, let me take that back. For the alcohol industry and the craft brewers association and all the, so many things, states are trying to work to be more business friendly to these businesses. Mm-hmm. Because of the community aspect to it, because of the, the charitable aspect of it, because these are small businesses, and America is built on small business. Um, and then, if you want to, if if local city, you know, township government, and then going to state government and the federal government are going to um, start to not give. Um, deferrals or or, mm-hmm. or or not give as many of these tax abatements and right, incentives right. and all these things to try and help these businesses out that try to run on a lean margin anyway. Mm-hmm. And we get to a point where on top of all the raw ingredient and other things, the prices of other things that have gone up, I mean, if you have you have tap rooms, you got paper plates, if you got you know paper towels, you got all these other things where the price on everything has gone up, plus the price of the raw ingredients has gone gone up. Well, it's either going to be the price goes up on the beer and the food, or both. Mm-hmm. And so when you're you're dining or you're imbibing or anything like that, the price goes up. Now taxes are going to go up. Right. Well, the price has to go up too. And so if you're going to make it to where essentially. To put it in different terms, if a pack of cigarettes is going to cost you nineteen dollars, um, people are going to stop, buying, gonna stop yeah. buying. Yeah. And it, so, if a if a beer is going to price itself out of a casual luxury, mm-hmm. then that's a really big problem. As I've right, said yeah, for yeah. I've said for many years on this podcast and other places, is like. Uh, my my family doesn't go to Hawaii on vacations. We don't go to, my wife and I have never gone to Italy. We don't do all of these, you know, we don't travel abroad. We don't, you know, take these giant vacations for two weeks to go see, you know, national monuments. But you know what we do? Every now and then we'll go out to eat. And I like to have craft beer. Mm-hmm. Every now and then it's going to be a, a, a whiskey or a bourbon or I have wine or whatever. Right. That's what we do in this time period where... 
you know, my kids were growing up and now my kids were adults in their young adulthood. You know, that's what we do to enjoy ourselves. Sure. To enjoy our time with ourselves. Right, right. Uh, And so if you're going to price us out of that, Mm -hmm. then even the simplest of of just creature comforts, uh, I I can't get behind that. Right, I I can't. And I I have to be then against people who are behind that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see, non-alcoholic story of the week. America's most beloved restaurants, which raised the big question, is Starbucks a restaurant? Well, I think they're too big to... I think I think the cat's out of the bag on that one. Toothpaste is already out of the tube. I don't consider <laughs> them a restaurant. No, I don't either. But they make sandwiches, as my family knows, because yeah. they eat a lot of Starbucks, Starbucks sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> so Starbucks is number one, right? Uh... I think Chick Fil A was one and Starbucks was two. Okay. I think. Okay. Or maybe they, maybe there's a reverse. But yeah. yeah. Um, look, I don't mind if you believe in God. I don't mind if you're deeply devout in your in your beliefs. When you start believing that other people are are wrong mm-hmm. for not committing crimes uh, and just the way they want to live and be happy, I have a problem with that. 100%. And I think also that to whatever God you pray to, um, they would have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, but also, um, uh, hideous Taco Bell. <laughs> hideous. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever paid for Taco Bell for my children. And on you? if they have had Taco Bell, didn't we do this in one of our first two or three I episodes? I think so. I think so. If they have had Taco Bell, I think the quote I use is, do you know why they haven't had Taco Bell, Julia? Because I, I love them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I love my kids. I love my kids. Yeah. And, um, That's fine. But some of these, uh, you know, Mike went to softball, which is Applebee's, and I knew it wasn't Applebee's. Mm-hmm. And you know why I knew it wasn't Applebee's? Because it's too old of a reference. They have shrunk yeah. the number of Applebee's across the country. That's true. This is That's too true. old. Applebee's now is like the Bennigan's in the 90s. Like, it's going to go away. Oh, my away. God. I forgot about Bennigan's. Yeah. It's going to go right. away. You're and right. it's going to be a restaurant. Like, or Fuddruckers. Yeah, Fuddruckers. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to go away. And uh, he even mentioned Chi-Chi's. Yeah. Chi-Chi's. When I was young, we would go to Chi-Chi's. And and fried then, ice cream. There's also... I don't know if it was up here up north, but down south there was Poncho's, which was a buffet Mexican buffet. restaurant. Buffet. Ponderosa. Do, any, do Ponderosas exist anymore? I don't know. They shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, stay, uh, the, uh, what was it called? The uh, Western Sizzlin', um, mm. or the Sizzler, Sizzler is what we used to call yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, steak and Ale. Um, I think steak and Ale, or at least I wasn't aware of it. You didn't have a Steak and it. Ale? I don't think so. Um, but yeah. so so many of these older ones end up going out of fashion, out of out of fad, and then just go away. They're yeah. trying really hard but fast with their margarita. Yeah. Applebee's is trying really hard with their fucking margarita special, <laughs> which I cannot. <laughs> I fucking hate that fucking commercial. Oh my god! I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. It's goddamn margaritas or whatever the shit you're doing. What are they? Dollar. Is it a dollar, Rita's? Uh, or I, think, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know doing. what it is. I try not to pay too much attention. Do you remember to they it? used to do dollar Long Island iced teas? What yeah. a fucking terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. 
dollar Long Island iced teas. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me take all these alcohols, mix them together, put a little sour mix and coke in there, and uh, and give it to you know moms and dads out with their families, yeah. you know, because they need something to take the edge off. Jesus. Oh man. So let's go back to the question of the day. What is your go-to beverage after a long hard day? Mike went for beer, which I have to admit that's what I would do. You know, either just. Mommy, I need milk. Uh, I would go. I'm going beer. You're going uh, beer? Right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And right. I, I like I like Brett's explanation mm-hmm. uh, of how he handles that. And you know, I go for a beer. Um, sure. Tasty beer. Now, what I will say is, depending on the day, depending on the time, depending on what I'm feeling, the type beer, the beer is going to change. Correct. Yes. It's going to be yes. a beer. Sure. Sure. I'm with you. And then that was all the actual notes that I had on this episode. How about you? Did you have any other notes? Uh, if I, I'm a lot like Mike in this sense, uh, I'm short. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, I'm but a lot But you have like, great hair. Yeah, I've got great hair. I am really stretching this out. I'm, I'm going to a wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I have got to get a haircut. But I'm stretching this out. Um but uh, I'm a lot like Mike in the sense of, yeah, I'll have some whiskey or, or bourbon or I'll have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's a beer. It, yeah. It's a beer. Okay. So I am, I have been saddened that we haven't had a podcast to do a drinking game with since Ship Beers is on there. They're hiatus. They're just kind of just dealing with life and they haven't been able to put out episodes. So while I was watching this episode of Bruce Guy's Booze News, I went... There have been things that we have mentioned multiple times over several of the episodes. Uh huh. What about counting those and making a mini drinking game out Ooh, of that? Let's go. Now this isn't going to be as as big of of a game as the burp game with shift beers because there's just not as much until I find something else to start counting. But you know how Mike has been drinking out of a schooner. Yeah. So I looked up schooner. I looked up Schooner and saw a lot of pictures of beautiful ships, and then I went, nope, not what I'm looking for. I was curious how much liquid fits into one of those. Ooh. In in Europe, a schooner is typically around 14.37 ounces. But in the U.S., if you get a schooner here in the United States, it's anywhere from 18 to 32 ounces. Ooh. Now, when we started the episode... Makes sense, because everything, you know... Is bigger, right? Bigger, right? yeah. That's what she said. In the beginning of the episode, Mike had a couple ounces at the bottom of his of his schooner still. Yeah. But then he opened up and refilled it with a full 12-ounce can of Narragansett. I was going to say, it was Narragansett didn't this go, week. Right. Which Moved still, on from Cezanne DuPont. Exactly, exactly. He was He's going simple. Nothing wrong with that. Narragansett's fine. Like this one does on a Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, and then I noticed that the, the schooner still was not entirely full, so my guess is that schooner is probably around the 20-ounce, 20-24-ounce 20, mark. Okay. Mike, if, if I'm wrong, please correct me. You know how to get a hold of us. So I decided to count how many times he took a drink from the schooner during this episode because he took one in the very beginning when they were, you know, kind of cheers, whatever they were cheersing. And then it was quite a few minutes before he took another. And I'm like, is he actually going to drink out of this at all? I'm going to start counting. So I actually watched it twice 
to count I did too, the number of times not for that, reason. that Mike drank out of his schooner. Now, I'm going to do this count exactly the same as the Shift Beers game. Each drink, okay. two ounces. Okay. So how many pints? I bet Mike is taking a full two-ounce two ounce swig. Right, right. So in this episode of the Brew Skies Booze News, the problem of problematic drinking, Mike took a total of 11 drinks out of his schooner. Nice. Which is 22, 22 ounces, ounces, which is 1.375 pints in like a 30-minute okay. episode. So, I mean, right. yeah, that's that's... That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's faster than I'll drink any day of the week. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, I we needed to have something. And that's I good. Went, I like Bruce it. Bruce Guys, I feel like, is the perfect show. Well, because there's a visual So how many drinks did Brett take? See, and that's what I didn't, that's what I didn't count. He didn't I'm like, take very many. No, he did. Because that, that tiny mug that he has, his, that is a Joe size yes, mug, yes. like for his hands. His vessel is not as... Like, your eye isn't drawn to it the same way that the schooner is. That's why I focused on Mike. But maybe I'll start combining them because I don't, the, want, Brett the to, count, I don't want Brett to get a complex about his vessel. No, this is this is true. It's a fine vessel. Yeah. It's a fine vessel. It's just the, the absurdity of the size of Mike's vessel. Compensating for anything? No. Maybe. No. I don't know. Probably not. He can let us know. Yeah. No, let us know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just like we counted up all the burps, regardless of who created them, I don't know what the right word is, in shift beers, uh, maybe next episode I will count up the total number of drinks from both of them and see what they did. And who knows, if you guys have a better idea of something else we can count, some other drinking game that we can create around Brew Skies, which I have a couple of other ideas, uh, you know, on you know random tangents and... How many times you know Mike rolls his eyes at something, but we'll get there. This was this is our first iteration of a drinking game around Bruce Guy's booze news, and we'll see where it goes. All right, sounds good. All right, we have two podcasts left. Oh, really? Cincy Brewcast and Weekly Pint, all things Gnome. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back. We are back. back. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna share a newer-ish beer to Cincinnati. The actual yeah. the actual brewery restaurant isn't open yet, but their some of their beer is already out in packaging and on tap. <laughs> I swear to God, I will take that away from you. Uh, this is Gilligan's Red Ale from the soon to soon-ish to open. I don't think they've announced any dates, anything at all like that. Uh, but the Gilligan's Restaurant and Brewery, that's going to be in Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah. Yeah. I love the packaging. I love the branding. It's just very clean, very simple. Nothing's overdone. Yeah. The Gil I Gans. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got uh, Radio. Let's, yeah. let's go. Cheers. Cheers. So, I hope that that spot does well. Hope the beer yeah. uh, does does well. Hope the beer tastes great. Let's, it should. Let, yeah. let me take a swig. Get now. on into that. And once Marco has enjoyed his first sip of Gilligan's Red Ale, Irish-style Red Ale. Uh, we're That's gonna, good. Is it good? Yeah. 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 I, really, I really enjoy this. I don't know how many beers they're going to have on tap, but they're all going to be pretty much Irish styles, dry stouts, red ales, that type of thing. I'm excited for it. It's cool. Gnome's at an Irish pub right now. It's true. 
Or he, he'd be here for he, the recap of his... His two shows? Two shows. You know what? Maybe this is a good thing. Could be. We'll actually say a little more on target. <laughs> <laughs> we say that, but you all know us better than that. Yeah, you never We're know. Gonna, mm. All right, let's start with Cincy Brewcast, Season 9, Episode 14, Big Sis Live at Darkness Brewing. Darkness. We were both down there along with Joe and Caroline and a whole bunch of other people to we were. celebrate. We were. This was Big Sis 8, right? That's right. So fantastic. Uh, the he, Ocho. The Ocho, yes. Yes. Fun-ish show. And if you add a five to it, you get Ocho Cinco, which is one of my favorite Bengals players of all time. It's in a new commercial. Did you see uh, that? Yes. He's in a lot of new commercials. He is really hitting the airwaves hard these days, which, I mean, good for him. Find a way to, to monetize just his personality. Yeah. Because that's what his I enjoy. His synchronous. Exactly. exactly. Which means 8-5, not 85. Not 85, right. But yeah. anyway. Yep. Uh, so he sat down with Eric, who is one of the owners of Darkness, and then later on Ochente in the episode. Ochente Cinco. Ochente Cinco? Si. Oh, okay. And then later on, Mike from the Bellevue Education Foundation, which is the, the charity aspect that this year's Big Sis was helping to, to raise money for. Yeah. It was the audio for this episode, and he even you know, said it, it. It wasn't the best. There was just something fine. weird about it, but it was perfectly listened. I did not watch the video, but I was there I live. And I, I was <laughs> laughing because I saw where he put the camera, and I yes. was able to see the camera every yes. time somebody stood up and got in the way of yes. the video. So I, I, I don't know it. how the video is. I watched it first because, because of that exact reason, because there was a guy at one point that was standing up and looked like he was dead center in the frame of the camera yelling brownie hey brownie like trying to get someone's attention and we were at the table dying and you know we told him after we're like hey just as a heads up there may be a, a part of the video where some guy is just dead center screaming you know for you know one of his friends to come on over the the brownie guy wasn't in the video at all so that was either off camera enough to where it didn't catch, and the, the it didn't seem that the, the camera was picking up much sound at all. It seemed like all the sound was coming from their mics, so that probably also played into it. But the camera, watching the video was a lot of fun just because you got to see people kind of moving up and down. You got to get a slight idea of the number of people that were there, which was cool. Um, a lot of the Cisneros family, I believe, was sitting at the table behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, friends and family, so that was really cool. Uh, let's see, they started the interview off talking about the start of Cincy Brewcast and how Darkness was part of, I don't want to say part of it from the very beginning, but they were one of the first breweries on. They were in episode season one, episode 10, which I went back and you know, was correct, it was episode 10. I remember listening. And it was really cool just to, to hear that conversation about how these local breweries helped to really build up what Cincy Brewcast was back then to what it is today and that whole evolution of of the podcast. Uh, they talked about why they decided to do an oat lager yeah. for this year's Big Sis, which, brand new style, if you've never heard of it, get down to darkness. Uh, they still had some Big Sis on tap when Josh and I were down there on Friday Angle? for... No, my Josh, Dippa okay. Josh, for uh, the Blumkin release. It was good. Okay. It was, was a good beer. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Nope. Julia, did you get a Blumkin? 
I got a black pumpkin ale, yes. Okay, very yes. good. Did Josh get a blumpkin? No, he did not. Okay. He did not, but both beers were very, very good. I'm glad that I finally made it down for that release. But jumping back into... You made it down for what? The black pumpkin ale release. Okay, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Why an oat lager for this year's Big Sis? It's a combination, basically, of two of Mike's favorite styles, a Pilsner and um, and an oat stout. I was thinking milk stout in my head, and I'm like, nope, that's not the right word. Oat stouts and oat stout. Pilsners. Yep. Uh, what did you think of a Big Sis? I really enjoyed the beer this year. I thought it was a fine beer. Yeah. I I, that's all I drank that night. Yeah, same. Same. It's all very I drank good. That. It, it, was, it was a fine beer. Very, uh, it very good. It turned out... Um, Exactly the way that they described it mm-hmm. is exactly the way I yeah. would describe it yeah. when I first yeah. tasted it. So yeah. it's kind of like a a creamy lager. Like there's there's a very soft, uh, much more softness to it than a traditional lager would have, but it didn't detract at all from that classic style in any way, shape, or form. So very very good. Uh, there were eight breweries that participated in the collab this year, and Gnome actually shouts out his favorite brewery that participated this year, which, as you know, he typically doesn't tell his favorite, least favorite, best, worst. He typically stays very ambiguous about all of that. But this one, he said, hey, nothing against darkness, but this one local brewery, they get top honors for being involved with, with this year's event. Uh, from there, they kind of got into the confusion of beer styles. Whenever there's a new beer style release, like an oat lager, what does that mean? Does the style dictate, or well, should the style dictate what you expect to get in your glass, the taste that you should expect to get in your glass, which I kind of think it does. And then they brought up some of the, the styles that are a little confusing, like a cold IPA. What, what exactly does that mean? What am I going to get when I ask for one, and it shows up in the I think glass. oats in a lager is a... It, having having an adjunct in a lager is not anything new. Right, I mean, right. Rice and corn are the two most sure. ubiquitous, sure. right? But putting oats in a lager is a little bit strange because what you end up getting is you do end up getting uh, picking up a lot more um, haze uh, from the oats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also do pick up a softness or, or something that is a more rounding out the palate and cutting the sharpness of the hops that you put in there, which most of the time in uh, yellow fizzy lager, the hops are meant to provide a sharpness, a crispness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're muting the sharpness and crispness with the oats, which are not lending to uh, the body of the beer in the same way that, say, rice and corn do, it's, I don't want to say it's opposite from rice and corn, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not contributing the same way that rice and corn sure. do. So it is different. Sure, but I think that for, for what they were speaking of in their conversation, when you see something on on a tap list that says an oat lager and you order that beer, you that beer tastes and looks like what you expect based off of the style name. Where yeah. there are other style names like the um, the double IPA barley wine where you're going, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to get when I order this. Like because there's no clear 
either guideline on the style or it's a new enough style? My initial thought was, well, what the hell is that? And then my <laughs> next thought after that was, you know, get, I'd rather more description than less. Sure. Especially from a guy sure. who looks at beers and I have no idea whether they have lactose in them or not. Right. And I'm talking about even from IPAs. I can't sure. even trust that an IPA doesn't have sure. lactose oh, in it. Oh, absolutely right. Because right. now the whole world's been flipped upside down to where anything hazy is an IPA mm-hmm. and anything hoppy is an IPA. So I can't trust that it's a West Coast IPA or American style IPA unless it says American style. Well, if it just then. says IPA, mm-hmm. then I'm pouring a glass of, you know, Haze Boy, and I didn't want a Haze Boy. Right. I, and the reason why I don't want a Haze Boy is just not my style, but also I don't know whether you put fucking lactose, lactose in it. Right, right. It's your just, fault. This is your <laughs> fault, Brewery. It's not you, Julia. Your fault, He's putting on me, and I'm just like, I didn't do anything. Very, very true. It's not that hard. Just put it on the fucking label. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll skip it. Yeah. I'll skip. Just put it on the goddamn label. Plenty of other people will be very happy to order it. If you don't want to put it on the label, put it in the description. Put it in the the description of the beer. Instead of copy and pasting a generic description from Untapped, put that it has lactose in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop being lazy. List your allergens. Just, Just period. Yeah. Stop being lazy. Moving kind of back into uh, into the episode, I really liked hearing both of them talk about the Brewcast being kind of an archive of not just craft beer in Cincinnati, but the craft beer community in Cincinnati. You know, listening through from episode one up to now, or you know, season one, episode one, now to season nine, episode fourteen. You can just listen to the entire evolution of what Cincinnati beer was and is becoming and kind of even a little peek into what it can be in the future depending on what else opens closes what new you know styles innovations that type of thing hit uh hit the Cincinnati area I enjoyed that as well and to think back then we were in the 20s as far as number of breweries. Mm-hmm. And then to think now we're in the 70s, 70s for right. the greater Cincinnati area. I mean, we're stretching the boundaries a little bit, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Let's be more inclusive than less. Um, that's kind of crazy. And is, that's yeah. not only around the time when I started listening to Cincy Brewcast, but it's also around the time when I really wanted to find a way into the industry. And I and I, and I did, yeah, which, was, which was cool. But, that's awesome. Um, and not just in on a part-time basis, now full-time basis, but it it is cool and it is interesting, and it is another reason why um, I know that from him being our friend, we had many discussions about how there has been a, a shift where he knows he needs to put out Cincy Brewcast, mm-hmm. and he wants to. Yes, yes, that's never a question. But. The happy hour on Mondays is far more a a thing that he needs. He wants to make sure he puts out every week versus a brewcast, which will get out when he's able to make everything combined together, mm-hmm. which is a brewery's time, his time, and right. availability to put it out. Because him running his own business means that 
there may not always be the time this week for the recording of and then the production mm-hmm. and, and output of the broadcast. Right. And speaking of the amount of time that it takes and trying to coordinate schedules and all that, great story about the day that they tried to record three broadcast episodes in one night. Yeah. And who remembered what from that evening? Yes. Because <laughs> Eric was also a part of that. And I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, you know, our shows aren't something that, I mean, we could record something and put it out three weeks later, but it's not going to be relevant anymore since we recap, you know, the, the previous week's yeah, shows. But, those but my God, I can't even imagine the pain I would be in trying to do more than one full length show a night. Well, the other thing is that we don't structure ourselves to condense things to an hour time frame. I mean, True. Uh, or, you know, even less, you know, we're not talking about one subject or topic in a one hour time frame. It's, you know, it's when we come together to record, it's anywhere from one to five, six, seven, eight things that we're going to cover. So it doesn't really lend itself to staying into that sort of box. Right. You know, if we wanted to make each one of these podcasts recap a podcast, maybe mm-hmm. that would work. Um, but it's also not fresh anymore once we get past a week or so out right. from that. Right. Whereas what they were doing in Cincy Brewcast, I mean, that may stick around as far as freshness it's, for a little it, yeah, while. It's a little more evergreen than what we do. I mean, the, the breweries are going to change, evolve. The people that they talk to on the Brewcast, when you listen to it a year, two years later, those people might not be a part of it anymore. It, the brewery could have completely shifted from being, and I'm making stuff up, like a, an entire, entirely barrel-aged program brewery to now they do nothing but IPAs. or nothing. So that evolution is going to be there, but... It is, it is a show that is more, uh, I don't know, best word for it, it is more evergreen than the things that we do. And there's nothing wrong with, with either format. It just No, we knew that it is, going right? into it. Right. I mean, we, we knew that if we're going to be a weekly, a weekly sort of hit about whatever, what we listened to the week before, mm-hmm. uh, we got to hit it then because if not, you know, it's... It's, right. Is it's it still too fresh old. enough that it's we not, talk about fresh. it the next week? And, right. and the ones that we do push off are ones that they're one-offs. Th- yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 something that we're directing you to, um, and you don't really need to have gotten it at mm-hmm. that point. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, they raised a very huge question. They talked about during that three-episode evening. Hot dogs are not sandwiches, but I have to ask. Are they tacos? Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Just when Marco thought he couldn't be more disappointed, I dropped that question out in front of him. You don't have to answer that. It's just something to be shouted well, into the ether. It's I, fine. I'm not, not going to ask you. Um, I'm just going to ask you if you want to <laughs> think about it. That's I'll all think I'm about it. Do. Yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. That's all I'm gonna do. Um, yeah. Pretend that you took yourself to um, Mexico. Okay. And you showed them a hot dog, and you asked them, "Hey, is this a taco?" 
and then just think about what they may say. I probably wouldn't come back. I don't know, but the, I hope you would. I hope they'd be hospitable enough to understand it. Like, take the time to explain how it's different. Um, or not. How it's who similar. Knows? Who knows? Who knows? Right. Exactly. Knows? These are the giant questions that they sometimes ask on Cincy Brewcast. Uh, kind of the final note that I had was uh, Mike, and I, and I didn't get his last name, so I apologize, but Mike from the Bellevue Education Foundation came on in the last few minutes to talk about the charity aspect Let's just call of him Big Bellevue Center. Mike. Bellevue Mike. There we go. The Bellevue Education Foundation helps pay for educational materials so that teachers aren't paying for things for their classrooms and for their students out of their own pockets. It is an absolutely amazing charity. I think that it is a goddamn shame that we have to have things like that in place and that education and schools are not funded the way that they should be so that even basic school supplies are not put onto the teachers or even the parents, depending on, on what it might be. But I am so incredibly glad that even though I'm not in Bellevue, I'm, I would never benefit from an organization like this being around. I am incredibly glad that there is something like this for some of our local school districts. And that is the last note that I had. What I would say is I'm glad as well. Uh, This is certainly a um, a worthy place to to send your dollars and please consider Mm -hmm. uh, donating to that. Uh, With my wife being involved in the school system, since our children were very young, mm-hmm. uh, and the same school system, really. I can say that uh, PTO organizations, that's their, one of their biggest functions is to try to raise funds to provide help and assistance to a school. Mm-hmm. And I've been, a, I, I've been at home watching TV probably having a drink while my wife was as a co-president of the PTO going through things and looking at requests from teachers and then you know hearing about requests and things of that nature and it's just something that really did strike a chord with me and say you know what there's a lot of need out there mm-hmm. and so with groups trying to support um, schools and teachers. And the other thing is, there's a lot of times where uh, the elementary school, um, they did a clothing drive Mm -hmm. that helped out so many families. Now, if you think a clothing drive is something really simple and really valuable, you can extrapolate that to all the other things that somebody needs for a household Mm -hmm. to run, where people have needs. Right. So, and just, even just smaller, just what do not not what do those households need for that sake, but what do the kids in that household need just to be able to, to go to school and successfully yes. take notes or you know be yes. able to do their homework? I mean, yes, it's even more kind of niche than that. But I, yeah. I'm so glad so, that they're out there. I think it was a fantastic so, charity. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It just it, it it really struck a chord with me. So. Definitely, if, if you're in the Bellevue area, or if you're not, and just like Cincy Brewcast, like Big like the Big Sis event, or have any connection to craft beer and want to support a charity that um, Cincy Brewcast uh, it supports. Yeah, look uh, up the Bellevue su- Education please, Fund. Please, please do. I'm sure they have donation links on their website and see what you can do to help out. Yeah. 
Uh, ready to move on to the weekly pint? Yes. All right, let's do it. Last show that we have to talk about tonight, episode 188. It's officially fall, and I think I'm ready. Judging by the the fit of that flannel, he's ready. Oh, yeah. He is absolutely ready. No was rocking the flannel. Uh, he gave a little teaser. Be on the lookout for a gnome flannel collection coming out soon. Sounds great. Once he gets his online shop back up and running. Uh, there, he, he should it, also have a section <coughs> that gets you um, artificial brewer beards. True. So for anybody who is a clean-shaven fellow but wants to go out in a flannel and look, yeah, like, and a look brewer, like a brewer. Yeah, look like a brewer. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how many times I think... Like like my Josh. Yeah. He's mistaken for a brewer all the time. All and the I'm time. like, if only I had a beard, I might be able to be mistaken for a brewer it's possible. too. It's very possible. It's possible. Uh, there are two things that we found that Gnome never does. He never ed- edits things out. And he always puts links in show notes. Yeah, One of those is it. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll let you guys decide. I have my Which opinion. Which one? Well, yes, we both have our opinions. Uh, apparently now Gnome is a Belgian beer guy. Drinking a Chimay from a can, though. Cheers, Gnome. Cheers to him. So what are your thoughts on Chimay in a can? I've never had it, so I have no opinions on the matter in any way, shape, or form. I haven't had Chimay in a can. Um, oh. Is there any here? Oh, Bel- no, the cooler's behind me. Belgian beer is so interesting and complex. It does border on the line of I just I I want to be a little cautious mm-hmm. um, from a uh, gut health standpoint. But can conditioned, bottle conditioned, or it's it's more like anything called a saison. Mm, I'm gotcha, very gotcha. suspicious True. of. True. Um, but Belgian beer is certainly uh, complex and something that is worth digging your time into experimenting with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the viewer voted beer, uh, Oktoberfest beer, was announced. The one that we voted on. Some of us voted multiple times for multiple beers or multiple times for the same beer. Not the one that I voted on, but Not yes. The, yes, yes. So there is another... There was a previously eliminated Oktoberfest beer that has made it back. I Sorry. didn't give you... It's fine. I didn't really... I was trying... I was hoping, in, I was hoping that like beers, the eye contact All these be beers enough. from the first round went to beer purgatory. Correct. And then, and then one the, got saved. Correct. And then the rest went to their uh, fiery final, hell. Yeah, to their final resting place. Which is in his cooler. Yes. And going to be drank at some... They're going to be mixed into a cuvee and drank at some point uh, At in some the point future. in the future. Yes, yes. Uh, my, my next note was actually Gnome still has a lot of Oktoberfest to drink. We kind of peer pressured him into drinking. Cheers, Julia. More. We did that. Cheers. We did that. Now, I did try to get him near the end of the show... To do another. To do another, to go into his into the, the cellar, because he was like, I need to start going through those. I'm like, well, just go in there now. Open another yeah, one. Do He's it. like, I'm, I'm not doing it. Because you already have three open beers in front of you. Just add a fourth. Once you, you know get to what? three, I mean, once you do, right, right, what's, what's the matter with four? Right, exactly. And I don't understand. And if you cuvee And if them, you're OCD, you need an even number exactly, anyway. Exactly. And if you... Not saying he is, but... Just throwing you know, it out just there. Just throwing right, it out right. there. If you cuvee them, technically, don't you only have one beer? Wow. I mean, 
Wow. Am I wrong? No. You see? There we go. If you put them together, so you th- right, it's right. just one. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, there is still no official date or time for the October Fe- October Fest quest finally announced. There's an ish. There's an ish. So keep an eye on all the social on all of Gnome's social media pages. We'll reshare it as well. Um, hopefully in the next week or two. It's supposed to be before the end of October, and we're getting there. We're getting close. Uh, also look for bear uh, barrel. Yeah, look for barrel age Medello coming soon to Cerveceria Ortega. That was a little nugget that Gnome kind of half dropped into the conversation at one point when talking about uh, okay. brewery happening. So we will see. If what you're leaning in, with might that. as well. <laughs> might as well go for might it. Might as well lean all the way in. Yeah, a uh, brewing is it's actually. A lot of, I I would recommend using a bar key to open gotcha. all those mandelos. Don't use your fingers. You're oh gonna God, cut your you're quick. gonna no. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, yeah, it's no, gonna be nasty. No, no, no. Too many band aids on fingers. Yeah. You speak from experience, I can tell. Not from Mandelo, but yes. <laughs> well, right, in just in situation. general. In general right. Look, it only takes once to understand, don't uh-huh. do that again. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. They could get a keg they of could. Mandelo, and then, or they could get several kegs of Mandelo, and, and then... Put into the... Yeah. There you go. Maybe they're doing that now. It's been, it's been a while been since Snow's been over there, so who knows? Maybe they're no longer cracking bottles. Or they could, they could get... Um, some uh, like uh, barrel cubes. They sell barrel cubes, mm-hmm. and then they could just drop one in to okay. each beer. Give you a little. That's true. A little oak, Ooh. little char. What about blocks in your Modelo? Does blocks make a bourbon block? Should they make a bourbon? block? They should. There you go. They should make a bourbon block. Stephanie, we know you listen still. I think maybe. It's Patreon. That's true. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon. (laughs) All right. Uh, The only other thing that I had from this episode of the Weekly Pint is brewing is happening at the new third third eye location location. up in Hamilton. Very excited for that. It's a big ass space. It is huge. Huge. Very big. Much bigger than Jim's What are they going to do with all that fucking beer? Dude, drink it. What do you mean? What are you going to do with it? Jesus. Fucking drink it and distribute the hell out of it. Oh, well, good. Uh, uh, I ho- that sounds great. I hope they do. Oh, I really man, do. it's going to be fantastic. Here's fantastic. Oh, agreed. Uh, was there anything else on this episode of the Weekly Pint? When's the last time you had hot dogs, Julia? Was it at Taco uh, Bell? No, it was actually Sunday at the Sunflower Festival. Oh, the yeah? Berman Heritage Farm, yeah. Did they label they it a trucks? taco truck and give you a hot dog? No. Okay. It's just called hot dogs. Yeah, because that's what they are. <laughs> just... They are their own thing. They're hot dogs. They're complaining. That's fine. That's fine. Let I just, thought I, would just I just went, thought I would throw out. If you like went to egg. somebody's house and they uh, <laughs> gave you a a hot dog in a tortilla with chili on it, is that a hot dog? That's a chilito. Is, is it a taco? <laughs> not if it's in a tortilla. Well, I guess. It, are you talking like the the soft? I'm I'm a, I'm a hard shell. Anyone see that motion? Are you on the live stream? <laughs> Anyone see that no. gesture she made? Luckily, no. No one. T- Oh, okay. Man. Well, if you happen to like what we did tonight, 
tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your coworkers, tell the world, and let and introduce them to our show. If you want to know about the big beer events happening in and around the Cincinnati area, follow our our other podcast, Cincy Beer Events. It should be available everywhere, and it's one hundred percent about. The beer events happening in and around the greater Cincinnati area. Listen. If you want to, yes. Ask, no, listen, everyone. Listen, Linda. Listen. Linda, listen. Everyone, go and follow or subscribe or whatever the stuff it is to Cincy Beer Events. That way, when you have out-of-town folks that are coming in town, you just share the pod with them. Julia puts so much effort into making sure that it is a all-inclusive list of big beer events no not your karaoke night or you know your trivia night but the big stuff you have going on the stuff you want people to know about and so if you're a brewery follow us follow the podcast and tell us what your events are what your events are if we miss them and then hey drop us a line and tell us you want to talk about it you know and keep in mind that when we record on a Tuesday, the beer events posts on a Wednesday. Correct. So be smart about when you ask us about that. Ask Correct. us a few weeks ahead of time. Right, because the way our cutoff to make sure that we have time to have everything together and that I don't miss stuff is pretty much like 9.30 p.m. on a Monday. Any event you post after that, so places that post their week's beer events, you know, like on a Tuesday at noon. They're not going to make that week's show. They'll no, probably be on the next be the week. following week. But, but, well, a lot of those events happen that very weekend or, yeah. you know, within a well, couple of days. Well, do better. Be better. I mean, <laughs> be, it out. be more in front of your events. So, but, yeah, we're here not just – we're here to tell everybody about your events. Yeah. So, so help us help you. Help you. 100%. Uh, if you want to tell us anything about beer events, about our show, let us know. We are at Truth Beer Pod on all the social media platforms. You can send us an email. Email address is super simple, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. We have a website that you can get all of our podcasts on, uh, that you can also find links to things like our Patreon account. So you can subscribe, become a Patreon, get some extra content like unedited episodes, which are a riot, and you are getting anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes of extra content in each of those unedited episodes pretty much the only thing i cut out are the silences when we take a break to get I, another beer i promise at least at least 40 percent of that extra content is funny it, yeah yeah i agree so 100 um and the only reason i cut out 100 percent of the 40 percent 100 percent the 40 percent there you go yeah only reason i cut out the silences for new beers is no one wants to sit there hearing nothing but dead air for like anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes depending on what we get distracted with unless you're present and if you want to be on truth bear pod show up on a tuesday show up on a tuesday or reach out to us and we'll send us a message that way we can schedule some of this yeah we'd love to have you uh with that being said marco julia what are you doing next tuesday Uh, i'm doing this with you here cheers sounds great. cheers see ya